On this episode, we're joined by Marcus Stout, Pro Hoops Basketball and Fordham Athletics Hall of Famer. Give me that green light. Give me the green light. Give me just one night. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go. Okay, we are now joined by Marcus Stout from Pro Hoops Basketball. Marcus, we have been texting back and forth for about a month trying to get this done, so I appreciate you being here. Thank you. Welcome uh, to WeWork, which hopefully will still be in business the next time we do another podcast. But what's up? Welcome. How's everything going, man? Uh, everything is great. Everything is great. Had a good summer. Uh, traveled a lot. You know, I appreciate the invite. You know, you've been... Uh, been great to me ever since I met you, so I'm happy to be here. Same, yeah, vice versa. Yeah, yeah. Happy we happy we met, small world, obviously. And um, so let's jump into it for people that uh, don't know you, and we'll get into the pro hoop stuff. But for people who do not know who Marcus Stout is, um, tell us about your background, where you grew up, how you got into basketball, all that good stuff. Yeah, so I'm from a city called Southfield, Michigan, right outside of Detroit. Um, my dad pretty much when I was younger put me in all kind of sports. I played everything when I was younger. Played football for a year, retired after I got cracked at quarterback. One time. <laughs> One That's time. <it>. So, <laughs> That's um, all it takes. Yep, yeah, exactly. So uh, just really um, was pretty good at everything, but kind of just went towards basketball and uh, got recruited. Went, played, went to Detroit Renaissance High School out there. Um, played with a couple of McDonald's All Americans. We finished number two in the country, so I had a good high school career. And uh, that's pretty much it, you know, just growing up and just playing sports my whole life and just, you know, went the, the route with basketball, so. So, you picked Fordham. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were the other schools that were involved? Uh, final schools were Wright State, Fordham, mm-hmm. Norfolk State, and Oakland, which is in Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what was the Was Campy the coach then? Campy, yeah. Campy, Campy was, was still the coach, man, yeah. What a, as a legend. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oakland still, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's been yeah. there, like, because they sure. were D2, and yep. then they moved up to D1, yep. and yep. then, yeah. yeah. Who was the dude that broke all of Reddick's records? Travis, Travis Bader? Travis Bader. Bader. Right? Yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Campy lets you, he lets you shoot it, so. We always played him in Ohio. That makes yeah, me always. And we never wanted to. That's kind of an easy transition. I was going to, I came in, like, one to ask you right off the bat. I mean, growing up in Michigan, obviously you have Michigan, you have Michigan State, you have what we call the directional Michigans yeah, in the map with like yeah. Central, Eastern, Western, sure, all this. Sure. Like how, and maybe it's different now mm-hmm. from when you were being recruited, how important is it staying in state? Like do Michigan kids want to stay in Michigan? Mm-hmm. Is it that big of a deal? If it's, is it a pride thing going to Michigan State or Michigan mm-hmm. or any of those schools? What, how do you kind of see that? How's it evolved? Uh, when, when I was in high school, uh, my high school team had actually committed to Michigan. Joe Crawford, he okay. ended up going to decommitted, going to Kentucky. But just amongst my uh, my peers growing up, it wasn't really a big deal to go yeah. to Michigan to Michigan State. It was kind of just kind of went where, you know, you were wanted most. Yeah. You know, for me personally, I grew up a Michigan fan, Fab Five. My dad went to Michigan, so I was... Pro Michigan wanted to go to Michigan. They didn't recruit me. That's pretty much why I didn't go there. <laughs> yep. But um, just overall, it's not really a a pride thing. I think for a while, like I said, with the Fab Five, Michigan kind of was basketball was ahead of Michigan State. 
But now I think things have shifted in terms of in-state talent where, you know, you got like Cassius Winston there now, Rocket Watts, who's a freshman. Yep. A lot of in-state guys are more so going to um, Michigan State now with Izzo, whereas before it was kind of opposite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be interesting, too. I mean, obviously, we've talked, we talked a little bit with, like, Jawan and, like, bringing in. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Beeline has done a great job of taking yeah, the final fours, but, like, now, like, Jawan's whole thing is being like, I want to bring back, like, what we had, mm-hmm. like, in the Fab Five. And so it's... I think it's gonna be interesting, and like we've gone back and forth just about in-state recruiting in general. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it's kind of the same thing. It, you you hit the nail on the head in terms mm-hmm. of like who's showing, like who wants you the most, right? Who right. wants like who's showing the most ever? I think it, the prime example of that I think was Kyle Guy grew up the biggest Indiana fan, right? Right. And literally like ever immediately and just like I just didn't click with Coach Crean, and I really was being recruited hard by Virginia. And just clicked. So I don't I don't know if it, that's one to ask the question because it's. Michigan's a state, obviously, where there's powerful hoops, yeah. but it's yeah. No, it's I think, um, yeah, no, I just think it's. I always tell people now, nah, me wanting to stay and me end up leaving and going to Fordham, um, it was the best decision leaving. Yeah, I think it's great to go get experiences, and unless you can go somewhere and be the man, I know this year um, we worked with Tyler Harrell, who's from Wisconsin, yeah. and he was telling us a story about how he was committed to Wisconsin and. He was there, and then some things happened, and he ended up going to Kentucky. But that was like they like exiled him out of Wisconsin yeah. because he decommitted. He was from there, so that was like a huge like deal. So yeah. it's it can get very you know it's kind of touchy you yeah. know when it comes to fans and things of that nature. But I, I think personally, like I said, I tell kids like go where you want it first, like you yeah. said, yeah. and secondly, um, leaving is great. Get out your comfort zone, go somewhere else. You know, yeah. new new start. So you know. Yeah. To East their own though. Yeah, and you got mm-hmm. dropped in the Bronx. Exactly. That's it. I mean, <laughs> Rose Hill. I mean, that's. I still haven't been up to Rose Hill. Really? I mean, it's honestly, I've been here man. like five and a half years now, right. and it's. I'm honestly really disappointed in myself because I haven't been. But like, because <laughs> I've heard things. Like, people complain about it. I actually like it because it's uh-huh. an old school gym, right. and there's not many left. Like, true. should they knock it down and build a new arena? I, maybe. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know, right. but. Because most of the argument, and, and we can just jump into Fordham now, mm-hmm. too, yeah. a lot of people will say you can't win there without a new gym. Mm-hmm. That's, like, kind of their crutch mm-hmm. that they're saying. Because when you when you break it down, they're like, well, okay, if you're competing with all A-10 schools for mm-hmm. recruiting, you go to URI, great gym. Yeah. Davidson, small, but great. Mm-hmm. Um, I v- VCU is, like, unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah. Dayton so is nice. Duquesne's building Duquesne. new facilities. Yeah, Dayton's got it's like 15,000 exactly. it's absurd yeah, so then yeah. you go walk in there and you're like right. this is a great like the best high school gym you could ever have for sure and then like the lowest college gym for you could sure. ever have for I, sure. how I see but to me it's like you can kind of spin it and be like look when this place is full mm-hmm. you don't understand it's mm-hmm. a different mm-hmm. dynamic here so mm-hmm. obviously you played there for four years mm-hmm. um, had a fantastic career mm-hmm. what let's just talk about your time there because okay. obviously, you know, we talked a little bit about it before mm-hmm. um, we started recording, but you guys had, you know, success mm-hmm. each year that you were, you were there. So mm-hmm. you started in 2004, graduated in 2008. The year before, they were three in... Like two or, two, two or 26, three. Yeah. yeah like so four. how is it like, one, you're getting recruited to a brand new coach. Mm-hmm. How is that dynamic when you walk on campus, new kids, new coach, mm-hmm. trying to start a new culture a new that the whole thing like how does that feel? uh right now it was my, my first i went to summer school second session and um first week i called my dad and i said i can't stay 
<laughs> I'm, I'm coming home, man. Like I'm. What was the I was, I was just shot. I was just homesick because yeah. I, I I have a very good, very close knit family. Yeah. So my dad stayed with me for like the first week or so just to get me settled, and after he left. I had never You're been away from my family home. for yep. that period of time and knowing I wasn't going to see them anytime for a whole month or so. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of, yeah. I just was, I literally, like, I was really homesick. Like, I literally was homesick. So that was a huge adjustment for me. But once I, once I got going, like I said, it was a, it was a great thing for me. Just what do you be, think helps, helped you settle in, number one? Um, I just think it was the people, yeah. you know, just number one for me, it was just the, the, we had good coaches and good players, older players in the program that were just made you feel comfortable and welcome, yeah. you know, and once you get settled in like anything, you know, um, but I think the people is most important for me. Makes so, sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like I said, once I, um, got settled in, it was, it was great for me just coming from the situation I came from in high school. Like I said, I played with two McDonald's All-Americans, Joe Crawford and Malik Harrison. And, um, I wasn't able to really flourish in high school. I was, in my opinion, held back a lot in high school. I had to play my role. We went undefeated my senior year of high school, finished number two in the country. So it was worth it. We played, we beat Greg Oden, Mike Conley, like, you know, in uh, Lawrence North up there in Indiana. Yes. So um, played those wow. guys. Yeah, so we had a great senior year. Like I said, it was in the Slam Magazine. It was great. But for me personally, I just felt I had a suit. It was great for me because I had a hunger going to New York. Like I knew I had a, a lot more levels personally to that I could show with my game. So I was just ready to embrace, um, you know, a new role, a new situation, a new energy. And like they told me, they was gonna come in and let me kind of do my thing. So you know, that was great for me. What um, obviously almost every conference has shifted mm -hmm. uh, since 2004, since 2008. Mm -hmm. um, in your opinion, obviously, you know, you haven't played in this new A10, mm -hmm. but did you play in the better A10 and did you play in the worst A10 compared to right now? Um, I would say they've been getting more teams in the tournament now. Um, so when I was there, we were getting like maybe two teams, three tops. Right now, recently, they've been getting about four or five, but I think it's also going to a lot of mid-majors that have been winning a lot more in the tournament also. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they've been, I think, the terms have been ticking towards yeah, mid-majors getting in more. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, I mean, I mean, you know, me personally, I think I missed by one year the best A-10 because the year before I came was the year of Jameer and Delante. Yep. Oh, yes. So that was the year before I came. Elite 8? Elite 8, yeah. yeah. So, I, I, you know, you're like undefeated. Like, yeah. 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 You had Temple who was good. And, Always good. You know, so I, I would say me personally, I think, Overall, we had a lot of pros. Like, yeah, the I think I played the tougher A ten, just what, the way it was. But they're getting more teams in the tournament now. So if you look at it that way, it might seem like, hey, these guys are better now. So, but it's different teams too. So, yeah, but it, it was good though. It was good. What um, in terms of Fordham being consistent and being someone that competes for the championship every year, what needs to happen? Because obviously you guys had a transformation. For sure. You were, had it going the right way, but it's, <laughs> yep. look, right. like anyone who has even been around the college basketball game understands right. how hard it is, how For competitive sure. it is, mm -hmm. how cutthroat it is. So like one injury, one transfer, yep. one coach, and it's yep. five years yep. can For just sure. be like that. Yep. So totally understand the limitations, but what needs to happen in your opinion? Um, in my opinion, I think a couple things. Uh, first is... I think we just hit 
a good wave of finding the right people, the good people with the right attitude in terms of having the underdog mentality. Um, I think, like I said, I was super hungry coming there and like, like on another level hungry. And all of the guys when I was there pretty much were like that, you know. So I think that's the first thing. You got to come with an underdog mentality of knowing that the program historically isn't good, knowing that nothing is much expected of you personally or as a team and taking that on the court. And then secondly, um, like I said, I think you just have to find, I think it just comes down to a mix of the right people, you know, in terms of good assistants that are developing guys, um, you know, a good leader, good head coach that understands the dynamics of the school. And like I said, lastly, well not lastly, but going back again, it comes down to the players just having that mentality of like, we're going to build this up. Like, yeah. we here, this is what we're here to do. Yeah, yeah. It's simple. Like, we got a do-or-die mentality. Like, you you can't. We That's when we start falling off a little bit. We start feeling ourselves a little bit. And we didn't even do nothing for real. We thought <laughs> we were. But I just think you got to keep that mentality. Somehow, some way, keep that edge to the kids and your program that we always have something to prove, you know, going from bad to good and good to great. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, after Fordham, mm-hmm. talk about where you went, what you did, mm-hmm. what you played for, all that good stuff. Yeah, so after Fordham, I uh, played a little summer league with the Pistons. And then... Uh, That's and, awesome that yeah. you had to go back home. Yeah, that was that good. That doesn't always happen. Yeah, that was good. That was good. So, I worked out with them for a month, played nice. in Vegas, summer league. That was cool. Um, in high school, I played point guard. College, I played a lot of two. So, basically, my overseas route was... The Pistons told me they want me to, I'm 6'4", it wasn't that athletic, but I'm a bigger guard as a point guard. So they want me to develop as a point guard. So end up going to Austria just because they would let me play point guard. Um, going well, going great. Middle of the season, we were first place and end up getting hurt in the middle of the year. First year, finally making money, doing my thing. Get hurt, sit out for a month. We go from first to fourth. So the way the Austrian league used to work is after a certain point of the season, they cut it off top six and bottom six. So we went from first to fourth, and it's like... But you're man, still in it. still in it, but we're like, we lose a couple of games, we're in the bottom six. So they're looking at and me. And there's no chance to go back like that. Oh, there's it. no chance. Just the top two from the bottom six make the playoffs. Okay. But so you still looked at as the year before, they had lost in the championship. Get that game five was the five-game series. So the expectation was very high. So, you know, for them going to that, to the, you know, the bottom yeah, yeah. six nah. is not acceptable, yeah, yeah. you know, especially over there. So yeah. they looked at me like, what you going to do? Like, you going to play? You going to, you know, in my mind, where I'm from, the way I was raised, like, you play. There's no question. Like, if I can walk, I'm going to play. Hurt or injured? Yeah, exactly. That's the question. Exactly. Everybody's yeah. hurt. Yeah, exactly. Injured? So, yeah. you know, I was trying to get well, get healthy. Didn't understand really rehab at that time. But um, just trying to get healthy and end up coming back playing, long story. Um, finished the season, lost first round in the playoffs. Never got my rhythm back, you know. And um, so did that. Second year, I didn't get a job. I was rehabbing, changed agents because I had some stuff with the agents. Third year, ended up going to um, Sheffield in England. Um, okay. So city about an hour and a half outside of London. Right. Played for a team called Sheffield Sharks. That was a um, step down from Austria. But I was just... You know, change agents, just trying to get back back yeah. on the show that I can do. So I did that for a year. It went well. We won the cup out there, lost in the championship. And um, last game, I mean, as I was going, what I did, I had a fracture in my knee. And I rehabbed it. And 
I couldn't play two days in a row the last like month of the season. So in championship, I was like a shell of myself. Like I was yeah. like, couldn't move. So I go home and uh, end up getting a few surgeries. Long story short, and uh, that was it for my playing career. Started yeah. doing what I'm doing now. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's it's a perfect transition into you know pro hoops. For sure. And, for sure. You know, obviously we met a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and I think even since then it's it's been crazy growth. Yeah. I mean, from yeah. my perspective. Right. So right. obviously <laughs> I want to hear it from yours. Like, right. How'd you you know meet those guys? How'd mm-hmm. you get involved? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we can dive into. You know what it is. Yeah, for sure. All that stuff. Yeah, so when I first, like I said, when I first, I started doing my own training in uh, in Michigan for by myself for about two or three years, okay. and um, end up getting um, inducted to Fordham's Hall of Fame. So when that happened, my my you know my coaches came back, whatever, and uh, the guy who recruited me to Fordham, his name is Ross Burns. He left my sophomore year. And started doing pro hoops. So I was working with him and Jay Hernandez when I was in college. Working Jay with, is at Orlando now? No, Jay's no. with Charlotte now. He's, he's with Charlotte, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, doing his yeah, thing yeah. now. So yeah. yeah. And uh so I did that and then Ross was like, Oh man, won't you come work with me? They had obviously doing things on a different level than I was doing in Michigan it was going well, but they had, you know, a lot yeah, of things yeah. going. So Players. I came out, was yeah. blessed to come out here. Hop in with what they were doing and um, just been growing ever since, you know, was able to pick up, you know, working with the youth out here like I was in Michigan, but also, you know, bigger market, more players, more pros, things of that nature. So just been able to just work with a wide range of players, NBA guys and get involved with pre-draft and have some NBA clients and stuff like that. So it's, it's been great. It's been great, you know. Who would you say? And obviously skill level there's guys that are just grinding every day they're working hard gym rats mm-hmm. if you could pick one person that's been your i say your favorite player but the, the best player that you've been able to train through pro mm-hmm. hoops could you put could you put put you, could you yeah I'm, it's, been a while, it's been a while since we podcasted it's been a couple months could you pick one uh I always say my my personal when i train i get active i'm still young i don't have yeah. i didn't I only played two years so i still stay in shape I don't have that many miles in my body so we get into it like into it meaning like we talk junk mm-hmm. so I always say the person that was toughest for me that really presented challenge was Jamal Murray though Interesting. he was the one that was like I couldn't really figure him out yeah. the other ones they're young they're talented but they don't get it he's like I couldn't understands how to use his body he's just, he, he just has it yeah, he yeah. just has it you know it was like it was like a real challenge to really challenge him. Stop. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. So uh, I always say him. Like, obviously, we have some great guys, but just for me personally, like I said, he and obviously he's doing great right now. Sure. But um, he just has that it factor about himself. Like he's just he's strong, athletic, big, and mentally he's a monster. Which is which is so so he loved yeah number one thing. exactly. So he he loved when I started going there with him. Some of them back up. Some of them laugh it off, but he was like, no, this like, is okay. what I'm, I'm comfortable. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. like, he got it. He's going to be good. So. so how does it work with your, you know, your, your college guys or your NBA guys mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, how they get in touch with you mm-hmm. guys? And then when they do, do they come with, hey, this is what I need to improve mm-hmm. and I need your help? Right. Or is it on you to mm-hmm. basically like, this is what I think? Right, right. Work? How does that work? Um, well, just we... we I know the training game and social media and yeah, yeah. it's a whole like <laughs> in terms of getting clients it's a whole you know it's like everything is doggy dog and yep. whatever the way we like to do it and me personally like I said is 
we like to do things in a way where we're not like very flashy. Mm-hmm. We're not very social media, very mm-hmm. like doing a lot of recruiting. We're gonna lay it out like this is what we do, this is what we work with. We about to work. Yeah. You're interested, come on by. We if about not, to work. If not, work. just give it a shot. You yeah. know, if you're open to it, cool. Everything doesn't work for everyone. You know, mm-hmm. some people do their thing. I got friends that train that, you know, put all the videos. We just don't do that. We about to work. So um we try to just kinda of take that approach. And the players that we work with, I feel like respect that. Well, you know, we're not videoing everything, like we like locked in, which is cool, like I said, not yeah. knocking it on anything. But yeah. um you know, so that's kind of how we get our clients, relationships. We do some social media, some reaching out, you know, so um, we get that. So, you know, each player is different when they come to us. You know, me personally, I like to watch a lot of film. Um, I think it's a challenge to take someone, especially that's an NBA pro, is making a lot of money and tell them how you can get better. You know, you're looking at them. Combo. They're millionaires. They're looking at you like, what can you tell me? You ain't playing the NBA. Yeah, yeah. You, all these people telling me. I'm the one me, averaging 17. Exactly. Like, what are you going to tell me? But, you know, as we get older, the mental part of the game, the way you can explain it. Um, I mean, as y'all know, you know, that's that's the part that's challenging. And some guys come with like, hey, like, you know, I'm trying to do this, get better at this. Some guys just come, like, I'm trying to do whatever. Okay. And the one thing I try to tell them, everybody I work with is like, you need a plan. Yeah, you can't just say whatever you, can't, whatever you want to do. Did you not. can't do that because you're working, but you're not really working with a purpose. Get towards anything. So it's like, what, what did we accomplish today? What are we doing today? And a lot of guys, I, I realize, especially young guys now, they just do stuff. So you're getting better just to do it. And I'm like, why? What's this going to translate to? What did it ask you to do? You know, we had those conversations. And my thing now, anytime I talk to kids, you know, or whoever, I have two things I say, no, I keep it quick. Know who you are, know how you fit. That's it. And I've seen that through guys that made it who didn't. And once you take that and break it down, and you take those things and say, you do this well, you don't do that well. You can go between the legs eight, ten times between cross, but like, are they asking you to do that? Mm-hmm. You know, and then are you going to be able to do what they ask you to do when you get to camp? So that's kind of how that goes. And then we just kind of build off of that. And you got to know, you got to know the game. Because they're they going to question you. That's one thing about pros. They're going, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. How is this going to happen? When is this? And if you can't answer it, like, yep. over. Yeah, it's got to be within not only their skill set, but then what their team does. Exactly. Does it work within the offense? Mm-hmm. Where am I getting shots? For sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't ask about my guy, Reddick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How is how is he when he gets in the gym? Is he coming with a plan? So he, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He literally, like, you pretty much there to be, and when you work with pros sometimes, depending on his, you can literally be a glorified rebounder mm-hmm. just to keep it 100%. You're pretty much a glorified rebounder with him because... It must be pretty easy, too. It's right? very easy. You pretty much don't move yeah. <laughs> the whole time, yep. and he knows what he needs to do, which is why he's played this long. Yeah. He'll be like, okay, you can throw some kind of handles in there just to, you know, work on it just to keep it yeah. sharp. But yeah. when it comes to drills and shooting drills, 95%, you know, anytime I've been in the gym with him, it's been like, all right, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to work on this. I'm going I'm to do this. I'm going to do this. And cool. Go ahead. You yeah. know, he might ask for your input. I've seen him, you know, you have some conversations a little bit, but he's one of those guys where it's like, know what I'm doing, know what I need to do. I think about it. I live this. Just get me through this yeah <laughs> and that happens sometimes with those guys you know it might look good on the video but 
He's like, yo, this this is what we're doing today. <laughs> and he's talking about I mean, on his pod too. And yeah. I think it's when he's on mailbags when I asked about yep. and he's brought up too he's how like he's mentioned Yeah, he's brought that and he's brought up too how he was like I they asked with like Brickley's runs all the NBA yeah. guys playing, mm-hmm. he goes I'm not trying. He goes. I'm not trying to get into these like sessions like that where it's like five on five. Like NBA is like I'm taking off season and trying to like work on things, treat mm-hmm. my body right, like that. And like yeah, like, you can do things in that. But he's like, I go into the gym. I remember saying with like a focus of mm-hmm. what I want to work on, and that speaks to it exactly. It's like he's going in yeah. and it's, like it doesn't need to be certain. Like I know the situation. I'm gonna put myself in. I'm gonna work on that. And this is the off season. This is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, another perfect transition. Um, what is your take on the overall state of basketball training? Because you're kind of full circle. Like, and I'm going to make an assumption here, but okay. I would guarantee you didn't have a trainer growing up. I did not have a trainer. I probably had, you probably had a family member rebound, Just brother, my father, yeah. anybody. Right, that like, right. for, like, as I was writing this, when I was going to ask you a question, right. I was thinking... I had my brother for competition, and mm-hmm. I had my dad for rebound. Right, right. That's all I had. <laughs> for sure. For so, sure. like, my dad, dad, let's go shoot, yeah. and right in our driveway, and you just, please, mm-hmm. just read out for me. Yeah. And then when I needed to get beat up, mm-hmm. and, like, come yeah. down to earth yeah, a little yeah. bit, yeah. if I ever scored <laughs> a couple points, right, right. my brother would come out and dominate. Right, right. And that was it. That's yeah. what I had. No, mm-hmm. there was, there, it didn't even exist. <laughs> That's true. And I, I graduated college in 2011. Okay. So, like, That's this quick. is not... Long exactly. ago exactly. at all, right, it right. really sped up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So first, we'll start a very high level, thirty thousand foot view. You're in the world, right? What is the current state of training? Like, who is doing it well? Mm-hmm. We'll keep it there. Who's yeah. doing it well? Obviously, Pro Hoops is leading the way. Nah, <laughs> nah. Um, you know what? I really don't keep up with the whole. And I, me personally, I. I won't use the word hate, but I dislike the word trainer. It's become right. so watered down and so, I feel like, looked upon in a certain view. Because mm-hmm. it's separate from a coach. It's so, it has so separated separate. itself. It's so separate. People and view it as you can either coach or you can train. Exactly. And it's like, that's not true at all. Exactly, I agree. And the thing for me is, I would never plan to train. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I kind of yeah, fell into yeah. it. Yep. You know, God blessed me to go that way. But people do it as a way to transition out of their plan. It's an easy way not to work. Mm-hmm. You know, transitioning from, you know, we all know playing basketball, whatever level, the higher level you go, the harder it is to give it up mm-hmm. with anything. But that's what the part that I did I don't like about it is. People use it not for the right reasons. It's just like, I can make a little money. I play here. Yeah. I can run some drills. We can all run drills, you know, but like, all right, what's your purpose for doing it? And are you really, really, really in it and helping? You yeah. know, so. Um, it's become watered down. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just think, I mean, I think the overall state of training, like I'm, this might sound crazy, but not really a fan of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and That's I, it. Yeah. And it's, it's because of that. Yeah. I think the purpose behind why people do it gets misconstrued through a lot of different ways in terms of lifestyle, in terms of yeah. attention, mm-hmm. in terms of it's another way not to work, in terms of you didn't make the league, but if you get some pro clients and you know Attach people, yourself to yeah. Exactly. So that for me that's why I personally don't like the word and I that's my problem with the whole overall picture of the trainer. So my guy Mark Williams, mm-hmm. shout out to Team Footprints. Yes, um, he's 
the ma- I, I look up to him. He's mm-hmm. he's the man. Um, he's hysterical. Yeah. I feel like he's kind of it. There's like two yeah. camps. Right. You know right, what I'm saying? Yeah. There's like who we're all talking about. Right. Like right. We all know mm-hmm. who we're talking about. And again, to your point, like this isn't shade throwing. And no, like, not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm going to butcher the words, but like J. Cole says in one of his songs, he's like, everything is destined to change. Right. So like, this isn't, this is fine. Mm-hmm. This is, a, this is a maturation of the game. Right, okay? right, there's, right. There's money to be had. Mm-hmm. And so this is entrepreneur. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Right, right. Kudos. Mm-hmm. But to your point mm-hmm. of the why behind it, mm-hmm. that's okay to question. Right, To me, right. that's mm-hmm. fair. So... I feel like there's the camp here that everyone is always kind of like, oh, the social media, the mm-hmm. runs, all this stuff. And then there's like, you know, whether you want to call them purists or OGs or whatever. Right. There's this or like cl- the kind of like classic basketball people that are like truly in it. And, and Mark will call them heavy lifters. Right, right. And so like the people who are working out, the 14-year-old kid who will never make For the sure. NBA, who probably won't play college right. but is truly getting him better mm-hmm. to me that mm-hmm. is a is a testament if whether you're good or not right i will look good with to your point with jj reddick right, right. i will look like the best trainer <laughs> that's true. in the united states of america right, right. and i'm a glorified rebound right, right so it's like how do we decipher who is doing real work and not and mm-hmm. i don't that's mm-hmm. my question to you is like Honestly. who like it's so hard to cut through the overtime, the Bleacher Report, the sure. all, all the people that are sharing all this stuff. And you're right. like, people now look at Lifetime Gym as if it's this magical. But people will Duh, go. I dropped. Play. I was dropping like five buckets a night there. It's not that People will go and play there because they think like one, it's like oh, I may see mellow or a million. People. Right, right. But then also like this, I'm part of something. For and sure. It's like mm-hmm. you're not. Right, you're right. Not. I don't even know if there's a question. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just that, like it's it's the point we've gotten, and it's like, and I'll say it's like a point of no return because it's just like everything shifts and everything like there's transitions. There's like in every walk of life, and this is just kind of like how basketball is. So when I was growing up, I grew up in like in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where it's just a small college town. Like outside, like the coaches there, like no one's really that passionate about training. But in Charlottesville or UVA, there was a former college coach in Ben D'Alessandro. It was like Virginia, Clemson, a bunch of schools. And I remember my mom was like, hey, well, there's no one here that's like really teaching my son like basketball. Like the high school coach is like also the baseball coach. You know? yeah, so like so I go, I do like group workouts. I play in like leagues over there. That was like what you said, like grind the like behind the scenes. There is no social media behind that. Yeah, yeah. But now I guarantee like the kids, even if. There's no social media from that. A lot of times the kids are like, well, if my clips aren't getting out there, like I need to like record myself. Right, and right, like right. even the business that I'm in now, like it's like video content, sports content. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone's it's 24 seven access to video because that's what's wanted. Mm-hmm. Like, I talk, it's the joke of like, if you worked out and didn't record it, did you even hey, work that's out? True. Yeah. That's true. I can't even imagine. Like I, I don't even have my like high school film because like mm-hmm. our coaches were just so lazy. Right. I would yeah. kill to even just like watch it because I, I wanted to like, I wanted it in the sense of like I want to evaluate myself, see what I did right, see what I did wrong. Mm-hmm. But now it's like I just want my content so I can just yeah. throw, throw it out there. <laughs> right, right. But it's I mean it, it's I think the state about and like you said maybe it's it's the training side, maybe it's the overtimes and the bleacher reports because mm-hmm. it's it's constant content out there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, some of the NBA guys have even said that like Lillard has been like, mm-hmm. look, I'm just not because he'll quote tweet 
fans, he'll say like, I'm in, I, I don't remember, he, he was overseas somewhere, in the offseason, and a fan was like, why are you in the gym? And he like quoted it and was like, I don't post when I'm in the gym, <laughs> right, right? Right, and right. so, we'll back, we'll back all the way up to like, who in your, I mean, and I know you said you don't keep track, but right, like, right. who are you guys aware of that's doing a good job? Mm-hmm. That maybe isn't on social media, right. you know what I mean? Um, maybe like a hidden trainer, like, in anything like right. Maine, that's right, just right. doing a good job. I don't yeah, know. No, I have a lot of friends that I played against that are training and coaching and doing stuff like that. Um, one of the guys I talk to a lot is Tyler Ralph. Yeah, played against him in the A10. He went to yeah. Bonaventure his last few years, so you know he's one of the guys that's, that's it's crazy. So yeah, insane. and like I said, I, I don't. I think I never knock when anybody no, does no. their why, whatever. I think to each their own, whatever works for you. You know, we all have different approaches, mm-hmm. different visions. You know. Some stuff can be wrong if you do it certain ways, sure. but you know. Um, but I know he's one of the guys I know personally. I think does a good job. Um, I keep in contact with him. Um, a lot of my friends in Michigan that are not really big or anything, but they're doing a great job back there. You know, coaching and training. Um, so I think it's, I think a lot of guys are doing a great job. I think people get a bad rep for, and it's certain approaches like anything you can take. You know, for doing videos. You know and doing all these drills. Yeah. People get a bad rep for that, but for me, I'm like, you know, like, I know Michael Lancaster for a mm-hmm. while. I don't know him personally. I watch his videos sometimes, yeah, but for me, I'm, I'm, I think it's good to be open. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to go through one of his workouts. That's yeah. always people like, some people like knocking it. Yeah. Why do they do this? Why do that? And I just like, yo, I would love just to just feel it. it. Yeah, I want to yeah. feel it to see yeah. like as a player, does it help me? I don't know. I didn't do it, you know? So yeah. um, that's the approach I take, you know? Um, Everybody's doing a good job. You work with who helps you get better. You know, we all, it's enough for everybody to go around. And, uh, you know, just long as, to me, for me personally, my why has to be in the right place for me. Yeah. If yeah. my why isn't in the right place, then I don't feel like I can give my full to somebody. And I, I'm not going to cheat anybody, you know, no. so that's for me. You got a future in politics because it was a great answer. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I'll play devil's advocate again. Right. Having an AAU program in the city mm-hmm. is the trickle-down effect. Mm-hmm. So we don't have, not close to a D1 guy, mm-hmm. maybe three kids could sniff D2. Right. Right. So they'll come to me and be like, Coach, I want to work on... Um, a bit, even just like the Euro step. Right. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't know mm-hmm. how to one, two step. Right. So, so the trickle down is they see the videos right. of the elite of the elite working with you guys. Right, right. Who already, the reason they're not working on their one, two step is because they know how to do For it. Sure. And so now the only thing that's flashy is like, inside out, blah, 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 Euro, finish on the other side of the rim, which is dope. Yeah. But it's for the top 1%. Right, right. So we need the trainer, and again, it's not sexy to watch someone do Mikans for Mm -hmm. two minutes. For sure, for sure. I posted that last night on King Hoops, like, we had five players come work out, and we did Mikans for 10 minutes, because they had to make 20 in a row, and it took forever. (laughs) Exactly. It took forever. And then they had to do reverse, so God forbid, the reverse Mikans are like, (laughs) you would have thought, I spoke in Spanish. Right, right. They're like, coach, I, come on, let's Mm -hmm. just do shooting. I'm like, so I think for me, the frustrating part mm-hmm. is again, like even being on the college level, like all those guys could do it. Mm-hmm. You would just say, all right, let's work on dribble handoff, come off, hit the roll, mm-hmm. lift. You could just speak it mm-hmm. and they could do it. Right. At, at the youth level, they want to be good at the stuff that, again, to me, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to put in the basic stuff. Right, right. Do you see that? Like, oh, well, that's, 
That's a huge challenge. Okay. That's huge. And you hit it right on the head with these young guys. I actually had my six-year-old nephew <laughs> who I was on FaceTime with back in Michigan yesterday tell me, I'm, I told him when I come home, because he's playing football right now, so he's, yeah. he's getting off on him. I'm like, no, nah, me and you going to play, I'm going to kill you. He's like, you're not that good. You don't have a highlight tape. That's what he said to me. My six-year-old nephew. And I'm like, you know, I sent him. I, have a, I happened to make a highlight tape when I played overseas. Yeah, so I literally, I literally sent it to him. I was like, watch this, and then called me back. And he was like, but you only broke somebody's ankles one time. And I'm like, I'm like, here we go. What are all the shots I made? <laughs> that was my exact what statement. What are all the shots? And they just got quiet. Pockets. But uh, I just love that story. It was hilarious that you said that. But um, my personal approach is two things. First, whatever you're trying to do, let's play. I do that with the pros too. So let's like play. A move? A move. Okay. Or and then try, try, try it on me. Let's okay. just play. Try it. See how it goes, you know. Yep. Try the basic just see how it goes. Even with the pros, like they don't question, you know, their questions might be like, why should I listen to you? Let's play. I didn't got into it with like not got into it, but got into it meaning playing Malik Monk, Derek White, like it's stuff on my Instagram. I, I put that up because like we like, yo, like you have one of them days where you kind of like, yo, you good? Like, you know, they on edge. I'm like, yo, you want to play? Like, that's where I go with it yeah. personally. Mm -hmm. But that, that, and not saying I always win, but it's a real challenge for them where it humbles them to the point where I do need to listen a little bit. This is challenging. He's cutting this off. He's doing that, whatever. So that's my first, especially with the kids. It's just, you uh, know, that's it's, it's, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's my first. My second approach, which I've been learning a lot. I've been learning a lot during the pre-draft and being around the NBA guys is, and I was actually just out at uh, the University of Maryland working with, I got a few guys on the staff. I was able to work with their players a little bit. And I asked so many questions now. I challenged their mind before. You didn't even touch a ball. We don't have to do anything. Yeah. You know, so when they can't answer the questions, because most of the time they can't, no. they humble, even in that in that sense. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you know and, then, and what I've learned is, even as the older we get, it's always about the second. I'm reading this book right now called Principles, or Ray, Ray Diallo, I think his name is. Oh, but it's, that's like, and it's, that, but he yeah, talks about, I can't remember how he put it exactly, but he talks about, we always think that surface level, that first thing, you know, like, um, I'm, I want to work for Google, or I want to work for the whatever. The first thing is like, I might do that, but I'm afraid they might tell me no. Second, third level is like, they might tell me no, but then, then what? Then they might tell me, well, we have this open. They might say yes, and then so I, I try to get to that third, fourth level of thinking. Even with the pros of you don't get it, it's always another level. And once I, I start questioning and giving them that, and it's a constant like well, uh, uh, and they don't know what to say. That's when I start getting a more open response to basics, yep. fundamentals, and then they won't question it as much, you know. So even like I was, you brought the Maryland thing up. We had two days of workouts. We talked more than we did anything. Mm -hmm. They're asking me questions. Well, if I do this, how about this? Uh, all right. So then we plan, and I'm locking it up, locking it up. And they're like, dang. Like, so I'm like, yo, try it this way. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Do it this way. And then as we go progress and they start seeing it's working, they like, okay. their mind is just going. And once they get their mind going, you know, then they're like, oh, okay. But isn't the, we didn't do step backs. We didn't do between the legs cross, whatever, which is fine. That's great. But I'm like, yo, I'm here for two days. We're gonna, I'm going to see where your mental is at. Do you get this? Do you get what it's going to take for you to be all Big Ten this year and be what you say they're trying to be? And 
you know, they got a lot of a potential lottery pick. Aaron mm-hmm. uh, Aaron Wiggins right now. Mm-hmm. Got a chance to work with him, and it's like I'm watch. I watch the practice. A lot of talent, but it's like yo, next level, bro. Thinking third, fourth step. You start thinking that way. I want. I was telling them. I, you know what I'm talking about, but I want to. Uh, I want to get my 33 year old mind into your whatever age body. That's my goal before I leave here. If you can think, and not saying see it the way I see it, but just think on the level that I'm thinking, like you said, a 30,000 foot view, mm-hmm. looking down. You're you don't even got it. Yeah. Your skill don't even got to get any better. Nope. Yeah. Because you're already talented. I'm not gonna show you. I'm not gonna reinvent the wheel. Yeah. You know, we can do some one foot. Hard and join no, but, but we but we not hard no. I'm not hard. None of yeah, us are, you know. But it's yeah. like like I said. Yeah. So uh, that's just my approach. Like I said, two things. Um, I'm still staying in shape. I can play. And I was I, I was first, I always tell them I'm first. I, I made first team all defense and Lennox ten, led to eight ten and steal. So like I got very quick hands. Always have. So I'm a great defender. I know I'm a great defender. So and I always tell them I'll make you look bad. So don't get mad at me. <laughs> I always tell them that. Oh, and, then, and then uh, secondly, I just challenge your mind, second, third, fourth step, regardless of what we're doing. If you're curling, you know, what are you looking at first? What are you thinking about? This doesn't happen. Even before we do it, you know, I want your mind just clicking, you know, going, going, going all the time. So that's just me, me personally. All right, well, I only got one more. <laughs> I got one more question. Love it. It's yeah. an easy slash hard one. Okay. Um, who will win the NBA championship? Okay. And who will win the NCAA championship? NCAA to me is way harder. Okay. Because to me in the NBA you got like 18. Right, the NBA, the NBA, the West is so tough right now. Um, I was just talking about this. I've been talking about it a lot actually, because the season's coming up. Everybody's yeah. excited, you know, yep. with the shift in power, with you know, Golden State kind of changing. You see that um, photo with D'Angelo Russell and then the Draymond. Yeah, and it's, I'm like, look, yeah. This looks weird. <laughs> it looks I don't weird. Know how it's gonna work? It looks but weird. Figure it out, yeah. right? Like, but, um, yeah. On paper, I personally, on paper, I love the Clippers. I know. I love them. Everybody I know somebody and somebody, one of my friends. Uh, he he was like, but they're small, which is true up front a little bit. They are. They're pretty, you know, and I'm like, I just love, personally, I think two things I love about them is their approach. Well, their, their players that they have, their approach to the game yeah. is they have some real, like, dogs that love hoop, that yeah. want to grind, that want to yeah. make it happen. And you have that along with the talent that they have at the highest level. Yeah. You can make up for so many things just with that approach. So that's what I love about them the most. Not necessarily, I think they're talented. I think a lot of teams are talented. You know, you got Denver, Lakers, all this. But I think their approach to the game, when it gets down to the playoffs, yep. I know they are going to be there. They might not make shots. I know they're going to be there. And that's something I'm willing to hang on. There's so on. much flexibility with that roster, too. Yeah. Because obviously, Kawhi and PG, but then, like, even like Montrez. Montrez isn't that big. Exactly. You know, like Montrez, I think, is like shorter than Paul George. Yeah, yeah. Like, you look at the <laughs> and then obviously, like, yeah. Pat Beverly's going to get into everybody. Like, even they like, haven't played a game together, but I feel I just like it's like a tough looking team. Like, For sure. And they, all, and they have the toughness, and obviously, the flexible. And that's the biggest thing, especially when you get in the playoffs. And you watch this from like regular season mm-hmm. hoops to playoff hoops. Mm-hmm. You tell the difference of each individual possession, mm-hmm. the flexibility it takes. If you're switching everything, if you're, yeah. I mean, NBA now is switching very much, but like there is so much flexibility, especially defensively there. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you have two All Pros in PG and Kawhi, mm-hmm. like that can get you shots. Now, like I'm sure they add some shooting at some point or not, but I, I'm on that same page. Mm-hmm. On they same got page. three guards 
who's who's better defensively than those three? I know. Like as a trio, it's crazy. Like on any team, it's crazy. I, you know, and I have to like actually really think about that. I really but don't. Yeah, no, that's Beverly, George, and Kawhi can guard. I would say seventy five percent of the and league, they and the other twenty five is just big dudes that they could probably still. Challenge, yeah, yeah, but they're just yeah. too big and, and don't. And they want to. That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. Like I want to check. Exactly. I'm not running from this. But so to, to your point, it's like the attitude. I think that, yeah. especially now. I think in like the '90s, everyone had that attitude. For sure. Now, if you yeah. have that, you're almost like an anomaly. It's For like sure. Whatever. It's a skill now. I yeah. Geez, <laughs> that's so sad. That's a skill. But um, what do you think about the Lakers? I mean, mm-hmm. chat. I don't think they're gonna win it. I just mm-hmm. don't think they have enough guys. Mm-hmm. Like. LeBron can only do something. He can't right, pass right. it to himself and dunk. He can't do it all. Mm-hmm. AD, I mean, him and AD on the ball screen is going to be unbelievable. Right, watch. right. You know, I just don't think they can win. Yeah, I think they. I think they have a chance. Obviously. Yeah, of course. With that, but um, I, I, somebody asked me. Somebody, when I was just like literally ten minutes before I came, not ten minutes ago before I came here, it was like I think the Lakers roster on paper is the best roster. And I was like, uh-uh. I don't agree I don't. <laughs> because I'm like. I think they have some solid players, but I'm like, you know, after I like Kuz, obviously, yep. AD, but I'm like, and that's what I'm thinking, game seven, yeah, everything on the line, I'm, am I going to depend on Quinn Cook, Caruso, am I going to depend on Danny Green, which yep. I like Danny Green, no, but, too, but you know, are you really going to hang your hat on Troy Daniels? Yeah. Are you really going to hang your hat on them? Like KCP? KCP, I was, that was the next You one know, I'm like, I'm like, you know, like, and I don't what, know. And, and, okay, so, and, so this starting yeah. five, mm-hmm. Rondo, LeBron, Kuzma, Dwight, and AD? I was talking mm-hmm. to somebody. They said they think Kuz is going to come off the you bench. Yeah, I think Kuz off the bench. Yeah, which I was yeah. like, wow, that was crazy. For Caruso, so you put Caruso. Well, they were talking about they're talking about starting like Danny Green, Danny Green, oh, okay. everybody at three, yeah, and then starting AD four, and then somebody five, and then Kuz can come off. They got McGee coming out, Cook, yeah. Casey it's just kind of in, it's a yeah, weird. Sure they I can think it's a disjointed roster. It's, it's, it's not as disjointed like, as last year, but it's still not in It doesn't feel like it mm-hmm. meshes well, and like I don't know. It, LeBron has the power to mesh and unmesh. That's so true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, LeBron, he's going to get, like, a lot of, like, if his jumper is right, maybe, like, he's going to have to, he's going to, if AD's gets doubles in the post, is LeBron just going to be a slasher? Yeah. Like, is he, is he just going to get, what? like, what's going to, I don't know, man. Because LeBron's played with good, like, he's played with Bosh and Love, mm-hmm. but is he? AD is a different type of. I don't know. And, and he can go get thirty on his exactly. own. Exactly. So it's like, when you got when you got PG and Kawhi on you all game, and you got Beverly all up in you, like any any switch is like yeah, no, you got you. Be, <laughs> that's all game. Like there's that there's that clip um, <laughs> that you can go find way back when. Uh, LeBron was with Miami mm-hmm. and they're playing the Spurs and Kawhi subs in and LeBron's at the free throw line and he turns and he sees Kawhi and then he turns back and the camera's on and he goes shit <laughs> and Kawhi was like he a couple years ago yeah, he was right. not Kawhi but he knew then like oh, yeah. this dude's right, right, right. Yeah. so like now who knows alright yeah, NCAA yeah. who you think and I know it's an impossible question yeah yeah no this is tough for me to say but um cause I'm a, I'm a Wolverine alright Throwing through basketball second, they didn't recruit me, which is cool. I still, I still a little salty about that. Four to one, Michigan still two for me. They yeah. my one A, I say, but I'm gonna go with Michigan State. 
right. And I'm gonna say that because I um, I got I got a chance to actually work with Cassius Winston. He came um, this summer. Okay. And uh, I know his dad. They have a great family. His dad was actually the um, assistant football coach when I was in high school at my high school. So I've known him for a long time and seen him when I went back to Detroit and uh, I got a chance to work with him. And man, he's just been like I've been watching him since his freshman year of high school. He won four straight league championships got one state championship so I just think the way he stepped this game up last year and seeing him in person this year he's one of those guys like great personality infectious around the team um we stole we stole their horn all their horn stuff they do yeah. is impossible to go yeah, when yeah, you have yeah. when you have him oh, he's amazing man God. and his mental like even when I've been playing against him for so long his mind has always been like I said 33 year old so mind you can't mess with yeah, you yeah. can't it's nothing and that's why I know well, I don't know anything but <laughs> he's going to have a I feel like an even better year this year because his mind is only progressing he's gotten stronger I heard he killed it at the um, Chris Paul camp. I heard he was doing nice. this thing out there. So I just think with him at the helm, knowing how he is as a leader, and them bringing in, like, I know Rocket Watts, young yeah. guy coming yeah, in, yeah, and yeah. they've got Tillman coming back. I seen some film of him this summer. He looked with the money ball. Langford, yeah. Langford, uh, I think, you know, I just, I'm, I'm going to say Michigan State. I got to rock with my guy, Cassius, gotcha. man. So, gotcha. yeah. I mean, I hope Izzo gets another. He deserves it. I don't, but I, do. uh, <laughs> I don't hope so. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not all love. Izzo's a good dude. We used to go up there all the time. So I got yeah. one last question on top of this. Okay. Just from that. With all the pre-draft stuff and the guys, and mm -hmm. we talk about, obviously, the Zions, the Arjun, all those guys that you know, like lottery picks. Mm -hmm. Is there a guy that you work with or multiple guys you work with mm -hmm. that – you felt was under drafted or is going to take an opportunity to like, it's absolutely going to kill it. Mm -hmm. That is just kind of being overlooked. Yeah. No, it's a few guys. Um, I think Brandon Ingram is going to have a great year. I think he's really primed to have a good year. Um, Derek white was somebody, um, that was yeah, under drafted. Yeah. Um, you know, Derek white is my guy right there. He went at it, but he, obviously he's yep. taking a major leap with Murray being out last year. He had a chance to step in there and he's been great. Yeah. Um, I think Malik Monk is going to have a better year this year. That's an interesting um, one. I was thinking about him the other day. Because it's, yeah. it's one, because I mean, you have top yeah, lottery yeah. pick. And, yeah. and I think uh, two other guys, I think um, Harry Giles. Man, I hope. I hope so, too, honestly. I hope like, so, too. Best person ever. Best watching person ever. Harry Giles in high school. Yeah. I just remember watching him like, yeah. in Vegas, EYBL. And like the time, like he was more not he was not more hyped than Zion, but the expectations basketball wise sure. were right there. Yeah, yeah like yeah. coming into Duke, people were like, "Yo, mm -hmm. you might as well just forfeit the season." Right, right. This kid is set. Like he's so good, he yeah, can do everything. Yeah. And then he, uh, that's yeah. Cool. And then two other guys from it's a lot of guys actually. I think, but Tyler Hero was amazing mm -hmm. in um, summer league this year. Him. I think he was obviously under drafted, and that's Kyle nice. Guy is going to be good. Your boy, Kyle, he's a, so he's Kyle guy. Guy. All right, yeah. then, on this episode, we're yeah. gonna end on that. And so I, that's, we, we, I've been working with. No. I got to shout out Ty Jerome. So too. Guy or that's Jerome. my boy. Guy or Jerome. I gotta go with Ty. Wow. I done had some battles that's with Ty, and I look, I love Kyle. They, I, they like I the agree same because of the ball screen, though. I think Ty is so good on the ball screen. He's the smartest. Yeah. Yo, that's exactly where player. someone like I, I want him and Cassius. My mental, yeah, untouchable. It's like anything you throw at them is not like a, like they you know, know it's coming. Yeah, or even when it. you play, it's like sometimes they can't figure it out. You show them different things, but they figure it out like this, and they always win too. Always winning drills, mm -hmm. you know, three on three. We do some like you know, 
pick and roll breakdown. It's like their team wins because they're just picking everything apart, you know. So um, I think Kyle, he had a good summer league too. But Ty is going to like, I seen the tweet the other day, Devin Booker said Ty is the most impressive guy in camp so far. For yeah. him and for Devin Booker to say that. Yeah, that'd be so, yeah, yeah. I was that's exactly. I actually literally just pulled it up, <laughs> and so the coach and I don't I don't know whose son's coach is right now. Uh, Monty um, Monty Williams. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Monty. It said, mm-hmm. yeah. And there's article NBA sons is Ty Jerome turning heads at training camp. Yeah, yeah. and um, offensively, I was never in doubt. Defensively, I am not as worried as most, mm-hmm. but like because he's long and he's pretty tall. Right. But I think if it ever goes ISO, that's the. But I think the thing with Ty is. And I was going to say that with Cassius. They don't look the part. Cassius looks slow. His Duke, I, was, I, I honestly, I did not think he could do the Duke what he did to Duke last yeah. year. Because they were so athletic. I thought they was going to bottle him up a little bit. But they just have this, and I'm sure you guys know. Some people just had an it factor. Oh, yeah. They figure it out. Yeah. Ty is one of those guys where he's going to, defensively, he's going to figure out what works for him because his mind is so elevated, yep. position-wise. This is how I'm going to guard the ball. This is how this yeah, is you're going to take advantage of this? Nah. This, this is how I'm exactly. Gonna he yeah. knows what works for him. He knows who he is. So he's not going to try to be something or try to be. And it's going to work. Like, I have no doubt my mind is going to work. So that's why those guys, it just had an it factor. You know, it's, yeah. it's crazy. So. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so where can uh, the world find you and Pro Hoops, Instagram, yep. Twitter? Where can everybody yep. find you? Uh, Instagram for me is uh, M Stout, M, last name Stout, S T O U T, 121. Um, Pro Hoops is just Pro Hoops Inc. Um, on Twitter, I am M Stout 12. So, uh, you know, put a few things on there and start doing some. A little more social media moving forward. You know, I'm not a big, I'm a, I'm a very private person. But, uh, you know, start just sharing my experiences with the world and want to just, this basketball thing is deeper for me than just, it's a connection on a life level. And that's just how I approach it. And I want to just, for my blessings and experiences, take that and show it. So that's kind of what I use my social media for. So, you know, be great. I don't like the word followers. I just like to connect with people and yeah, good yeah, people yeah. and, you know, share my experiences together. So. Deal. Yes, sir. Well, we appreciate you coming on, man. Happy right. we finally got it. October. Yes, sir. Shout out to King Hoops, too. Hey, Shout out to King it, Hoops. Man. Yeah, appreciate y'all, y'all doing some great things over there. Trying to figure there. it out. You know, um, yeah, yeah. So thank you again. We'll definitely have you on again. And maybe we bring Mark on and, and oh, yeah, chop sure. it up yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. We can go from there. But um, obviously, good luck with uh, college season and, mm-hmm. and workouts with all the, you know, whether it's NBA, college, or, or the yes, youth. Yes, sir. No, I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. I had a great, great time. Lately, I've been feeling like this is what I've been working towards. If you ain't trying to be the boss, and tell me what you're working for. Certain doors are closed, but now they opening up. Celebrating with some shots, maybe poking a cup. Pulls, plus Russell's up next, and I got this. Crazy like Britney and the love so toxic. Got a wall up, I'm trying to infiltrate a conscious. Taking 12 shots like where the cops is. Come on.